Travel is a huge part of my life. Last year, I was living between Canada, where I go to school, and England, where my parents lived. Being able to travel freely between the two countries was something I totally took for granted. Tonight, U.S. cases of coronavirus more than doubling. The CDC confirming all five patients in the U.S. had traveled to Wuhan. Tonight, the CDC is expanding its travel warning, urging Americans to avoid non-essential travel to all parts of China, not just the outbreak's epicenter. We are also learning that the federal government is restricting travel from the UK as of midnight tonight. It's a move to stop the spread of a fast-spreading variant of the novel coronavirus. And so, starting in March 2020, everything changed for my family. We thought everything would be fine. It would all blow over. I still traveled to London to stay with them for the summer. I even made a TikTok of my experience traveling during the pandemic. It was so rare to fly during this time that my TikTok ended up going viral with 441,000 views. It went like this. I traveled international during a global pandemic, so you don't have to. Don't worry, I was going home and we got all these cleaning supplies and the airports are super empty. My flight was literally the only flight leaving from Toronto International. It was so abandoned, there was a bird. Um, but then I still got a beer and then my flight was super empty. There was only one person in my section. We had to wear a mask for the full seven hours. Um, I got my own row to sleep, which was cute. And they had ASMR, which was weird. And then when we got to Heathrow, it was also super empty. And then I got home and clapped for the NHS because they're heroes. London, baby. And my sister and I even took a trip to Amsterdam. But this summer actually was too good to be true. Because in the months after my sister and I came back to Ottawa, it became clear that we would not be able to travel like that again. So my parents moved back to Canada. I decided to talk to my dad about the decision to move from England to British Columbia. Your life was affected by the pandemic living overseas from Canada. And then, well, I mean, we could still fly, but as soon as you guys got back to Canada, you couldn't fly anymore. Um, we rely a lot on um, global mobility and the rug was pulled out from under you and that led to some pretty big life changes. I'm sure it wasn't the only factor, but... So, no, it wasn't the only factor. There was two factors involved. Uh, one was the opportunity of this current position becoming available. And if there hadn't have been a pandemic, I'm not sure I would have taken this opportunity because we were over in Europe to work uh, and to see Europe. And so the combination of the pandemic meant that I wasn't able to do the job or the leisure activities that I'd gone over there to do. And then having both of uh, you, our daughters, here in Canada, while we were overseas during a global pandemic, meant that we couldn't just hop on an airplane and, and come if we needed you. I mean, uh, my grandfather was a traveling salesman when it meant getting on a boat and going to India for six months and coming back. Um, you know, that's not the world we live in today. In certain ways, uh, London, England was closer to Ottawa than Comox, British Columbia is in terms of one flight or two flights uh, and a little closer. But the moment the country started putting up barriers, well, the freedom of mobility, the ability to get home or for you girls to come to see us was being impacted. And that was, that was something that um, your mother and I were just not comfortable with. And so the combination of this job as an opportunity, not being able to travel for leisure, not being able to do the things at work that I went over there to do, 
and being uh, in a different country than our daughters during a pandemic was just something that made the decision to relocate back to Comox uh, an easy one. So there you have it. My family and I were personally affected by the travel barriers caused by government responses to the COVID-19 pandemic. But I've come to realize that my personal ability to travel is not where the impacts of the virus on the travel and airline industries end. Take it from my dad, who has a much more informed perspective than I do. So I'm the chief executive officer at the Comox Valley Airport Commission. He's actually the CEO of an airport, and he's witnessed firsthand the impact that the pandemic and travel restrictions have had on the Comox Valley Airport and the airline industry as a whole. If you follow the current government advice, you're only supposed to travel for essential reasons. So currently we are at 15% of our normal passenger levels for this time of the year. It was only worse right at the beginning, the first month or two of the pandemic, and then things started to recover. But since, uh, since the second wave at Christmas and, and then since then, we've been down to about, uh, down about 85% from our normal traffic. Like obviously the industry is hurting. Well, the industry is hurting. I mean, for the Comox Valley uh, Airport, we made a commitment, again, that small family atmosphere to try to keep a lot of our staff employed. A lot of them are, they're in situations where they, they can't afford to not have a job. They live paycheck to paycheck. And the Canadian government's uh, Canadian emergency wage subsidy has helped, helped a lot. So it's paying about 65% of our wages. So it's allowed us to weather the storm. You know, we're still losing. Uh, we usually would have revenues uh, or profits of two and a half to three million dollars a year. Um, and this year, our last fiscal year, um, we're going to be down, but still, um, you know, a complete reversal from where we were uh, even a year ago before the pandemic. The Comox Airport has not had to lay anyone off despite their drastic reduction in flights and profit. But not everyone has been so lucky. You were a flight attendant? Yes, exactly. I was a flight attendant. And you lost your job because of COVID? Well, exactly. Because of COVID and the fact that it COVID affected the aviation industry. My best friend, Maud, was laid off from her job as a flight attendant due to the non-essential travel bans and resulting lack of flights. I quickly realized that with Time passing in the way that COVID was affecting the entire world with the lockdowns. And yeah, I realized that I was not going to be headed back to aviation for a little while. So now it has made me kind of like I have a career change here that I didn't really think about. Big, big changes. And uh, I haven't really figured it out still. I mean, we're a year later. Like, I still have bills. Like, life still continues on. You can't just sit around and wait. So, I mean, here I am trying to find something that brings me as much joy as what being a flood attendant was. But, yeah, I still hope that I will go back. I mean, I have. I think that we all have to keep hope for the things that we want. So, I try to focus on, like, the positive and... Obviously, the shock of losing a job will involve financials and concerns about paying the bills. But for Mode, her role as a flight attendant was so important to her identity. And it's really hard, too. Like, it was one thing losing a job during a pandemic, but losing your passion during a pandemic, 
then having to do the whole career change, being a flight attendant was my passion. Like going to work was not work. So when you find a job where you don't feel like you actually have to work, even though it is work, like that, it's the best feeling in the world. So when I go from losing like my whole identity almost. My dad feels similarly. It seems that the airline industry is full of passionate people. Um, but it does seem to be one of those jobs that people really love to do. And I definitely really love flying um, and miss it already. The other thing, I think that a reason a lot of other people like flying or like aviation is because it opens up a world of possibilities. You get to go places, you get to see things uh, that otherwise, you know, are out of reach. Um, and even if you're in an airline job, you fly to a different city, you might only spend 6, 12, 18 hours there, but at least you get to get out and walk around in a different city and then come home again. So there's a sense of, there's definitely a sense of adventure. There have been concerns in the media regarding the airline and travel industries and their role in the spread of COVID. As much as I want aviation to come back, there's the whole thing with COVID and the only reason it got here was because of aviation and who's to blame or we always look for people to blame. You got to look at all the positives that a global transportation system uh, creates. You know, the fact is, there's more ability to get on an airplane and treat disease or move supplies. The vaccine is being shipped by air. So it did play a role in the spread, undoubtedly, because that's how it gets from country to country. But, you know, the Spanish flu still made it around the world. That was before air travel. So, But from the context of this podcast, I'm sure you can understand that there are real human lives that are dependent on these industries. My dad and his employees' livelihoods could be on the line, and others haven't been so lucky. Moda's is facing an unexpected career change and a loss of the job she loved. These are real consequences of limiting travel. Listen, I understand the ban on non-essential travel and the cost of the virus, but the pandemic and the emphasis on slowing the spread will be over someday. While some people speculate that the travel and airline industries may never recover, my dad so eloquently argues. In terms of global mobility, you know, you, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. In this global world in which we live, when people just don't live in the same city anymore, or even in the same country, it is so important to connect a country like Canada uh, that is so big. Um, and I was talking to people today where, you know, haven't seen their parents in Halifax in two years. Uh, or haven't seen their family in Toronto in a year and a half. It's, it's not realistic to drive across the country to see them. So aviation is the one that plays that role. Yeah, it'll be good to have it back. It will be good to have it back. Thanks for listening. Gotta take off.